deep in London's beating heart lies a wall I'd like do it be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to Shriekcast No longer a Harry Potter reread podcast for laughs fans I'm your host CC And I'm Liz and Liz, once again, we have been thwarted temporarily by work events, et cetera, et cetera. How are you doing? What's oh, what's going on over there? Oh, I'm hanging in. Stuff is is stressful for the holidays already, mm. but we're we're keeping on, keeping on. The holiday spirits heard heard us bad mouthing the month of November last episode and perhaps reached out to cause some holiday season some holiday terror some holiday terror in, <laughs> in, in liz's neck of the woods which is a real shame but i don't know what what, what would you say kick, kick this into gear opened a window for us to to sort of rethink what we're doing with bonus content stuff yeah absolutely so like we won't be having the like full discussion right now but i i, I think we're thinking about doing some some making some changes and adding some more stuff over there um it's been a bit sporadic recently because we've been both been extremely busy but we we kind of need to get busier is kind of the, is the thing it's time to time to kick it into gear like you said yeah yeah time to time to really uh uh, uh i don't know uh, buckle down and, and and really get back into the into the content minds and we have some ideas we have fun ideas and i'm sure we will come up with some more fun ideas thinking of other books more video stuff um how's your uh we we, we, we were talking a little bit about um doing some more of your let's play stuff uh how's how's that been going any played anything retro lately anything uh not lately but we are on the countdown to super mario rpg coming out on i think the 17th which is friday we're yeah. recording right now on a tuesday um yeah. so we'll hopefully have some content there and that's such a good one that's a really really good one yeah i last week suggested the alan wake series to you mm -hmm. honestly that might be a really good one to do Oh, really? That's a great idea. Horror games, they're about a writer. You you pick up pages of things to read. Um, and so there's like a built in. We kind of got a built in chapter discussion mechanic there. Ooh, that's pretty fun. I recently replayed all that stuff. I think it might be up your alley. Um, so there's there's a couple. But 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 we're planning just just for the the audience here. Um, we're planning on doing our next bonus episode as a sort of like brainstorming sesh. So something to look forward to. Uh, send me comments and suggestions about maybe what to do or maybe don't. I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Playing it by ear here, but uh, big things coming. We're going to start selling shirts with Goku on them or something. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, and as a sign of um, my professionalism, uh, if you hear any crashing behind me, it's because one cat, Earl, has snuck into my recording room this evening uh, and is climbing around on my anime figure shelf and knocking stuff down. Can you hear that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, are they safe? Are they OK? There's some big ones there. I'm a, I'd be worried for the safety of like... <laughs> Ari or Hanyu, maybe, up there. Yeah, I'm actually going to step away from my desk really briefly and kick uh, <laughs> kick Mr. Earl out of my recording room. <laughs> Earl, get down! He's a little stinker. Hello, I'm back. How's he doing? <laughs> he's, he's doing good. He wanted to be in on our brainstorming sesh. Earl Cam. Oh, Earl Cam. Now there's a pretty good idea, honestly. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, just a, a, a quick podcast, state of the podcast update for everyone. Uh, we're we're going to be kind of buckling down and, and doing some more bonus content for you soon. So look forward to that. But uh, for now, how's everything besides that for you? How are you? Do how are you doing outside of uh, of holiday terrors? Oh, gosh. Um, I am doing pretty good. I've got a strings update for you. Ooh. Yeah. So what I do is... I'll... Did you hear that? 
no, what happened Did, there? Does Kurt cut that out? I have like a big like bar on my my audacity <laughs> here because Earl was up on my up on my anime figure shelf, um, but there's like a box full of like knickknacks up there, um, and he not he like put it in a precarious position. <laughs> And there was a delayed sort of reaction as it just crashed to the ground. So um, that might be on the recording there. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, so I do two things with my my string situation is that I go to my little group that I do on Wednesday evenings. And then on Saturday afternoons, I go to uh, my private lessons with my teacher. And somebody mm-hmm. in my group asked me, hey, well, okay, first of all, my private lesson teacher was like, do you want to do a recital? And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, do you want to do you want to do Another a recital? Um, like, do you want to play a solo? And I said, absolutely not. Um, and I was, I was so fast with my response. I think I hurt her feelings a little oh, bit. No. Like I, I didn't even like think before I answered. I was just like, no, I just do not want to do that. Yes. No, absolutely not. I don't want to do that. And it was really like, I, I mean, it's when I record myself playing, I don't mm-hmm. like how I sound. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't, I haven't gotten back to how I felt like I sounded before. Um, so it just was like an easy, like no, no hard feelings sort of no. But I think she was like, Oh, because I'm realizing she asked all her students and it's like a little bit of a showcase of like her Uh. kind of. And then I felt really bad later, Um, but redeemed uh, somebody in the little group also has her as a teacher. And so she came to me and was like, hey, do you want to do the recital with me? playing the violin part you playing the violin part and the teacher will play the viola part and I was like okay I could get up on stage and do a trio that's fine okay Um, and then I found out later that the when the teacher asked um my fellow violinist hey do you want to do the recital like the same question that that she asked me my fellow violinist said (laughs) said Yes, but only if you play with me, which is a move uh, I didn't even consider employing on the teacher. Like that's pretty slick. Um, yeah. Uh, but but great news, we're doing the Brandenburg Concerto. Ooh, lovely! Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Liz is in demand. Your I am in your demand. string skills. The mm-hmm. the world craves more more Liz. That's that's exciting. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That's cool. Uh so you're playing the first or second violin part on I'm that. playing second violin. We literally flipped a coin. God, that's exciting. And you get to, and you get to play a good one and not like po- po- poco polka or poco whatever. Polka, yeah. Yeah, something something actually good. That's that's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we sound pretty good. We practiced for the first time this past Saturday and I was like, "Damn. It awesome. comes together." When uh when's the recital? It is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mm. So, a little a little bit of practice time. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's lovely. That's what a what a what a boon there. Uh I I would have felt the exact same doing doing the like no thank you and leaving going like fuck uh oh <laughs> uh uh yeah I, I i feel you there but no redeemed redeemed i i i was when you said that that the other person had responded to the teacher i i was expecting that they had also said hell no and that the compromise was that she had, the teacher had kind of restructured the recital to be a, a performance with a with a group maybe No, no. I I just love the power move of being like, no teacher, unless you play with me. Yeah, that's pretty swaggy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. I got to I got to internalize these 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 life lessons here. That's pretty powerful. That's a good Mm. that's a good move. Yeah. Uh, how else is string stuff going? Any, have you, cause you've been practicing all your Star Wars, uh, themes and stuff. Any, any progress there? Did I talk about how I've been playing the Star Wars with the, like, accompaniment on the, like, Bluetooth speakers in my living room? Cause that rocks. I, I think, I think you were talking about trying to get that set up cause it has the funky Winamp player type thing. 
<laughs> yeah, I finally figured yeah. out how to like extract the MP3s out of the player and like play them on the on the Bluetooth speakers in the living room. And let me tell you, it is it is epic. It is an epic experience. It's like you're really there. It's like you're really in the pit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, what's your favorite off of there? Uh, Across the stars, easy. That's right. The the best love theme ever written for the worst film romance, uh, maybe ever. <laughs> of all time, yeah. Of all time, the least the least chemistry. The yeah, but uh, but God, what a what a motif. Lovely, mm-hmm. and incredible mm-hmm. stuff. I uh, I've also been in like musical instrument town a little bit. I I've rearranged my desk recently trying to find the proper space to have my little like electronic keyboard drum machine pad thing in a more permanent position because I'm really bad when I'm doing music stuff I click everything in like I just I just like open the music program and and, like click where I want all the notes to go which is like (laughs) insane like like I'm just I'm just using a tracker for everything so I, I, I'm finally like, okay, I need to do more live performance stuff. I need to like actually use this, this keyboard I got and I should brush up on like my basic piano skills. Cause I'm very bad. I, you know, I barely ever played piano. I, I, you know, I not a piano player and I spent hours rearranging my desk, getting the keyboard in a comfortable position without remembering that, of course, this is like a little baby keyboard that's only got like one register on it so i can't like learn to play the piano on that i can't like it's right. just <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just like 10 keys or whatever and i was just like right yeah right of course the pianos are big and long and don't don't have drum machine pads on them of course okay two things one mm-hmm. feel free to come over and play my piano Ooh, that'd be fun absolutely i'll take two, you up on that is clicking in the notes like being a clicker in wow maybe well so you tell me you tell me because you're the wow expert here so like when i when i sit down to write some music (laughs) and it's and it's in it's in midi format i will like open the track and it's like a piano roll type thing right and it's all divided by you know the time signature and everything and i you know I, i basically like create my own piano roll by clicking where I want the notes to go and like extending them out and stuff. And then, and then I'll play it and it'll go like, you know, or whatever. And then, and then I move on from there. So is that, is that like, am I, is that like clicking? Am I, am I a clicker? Am I a wow clicker? That sounds a lot like clicking in wow, but I mean, you, you can know, so I don't know anything about making music on the computer. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know about wow and you play wow so Mm -hmm. if you can imagine clicking your skills with your mouse (laughs) instead of using the keyboard yeah Yeah. it's kind of the same thing it is kind of the same it is kind of the same a little bit and like i i uh i i know that it's like you know any any trained ear will be able to tell like oh you know this is like so quantized and you know so on beat every time that of like course this is like digital and then and, and was like painted in or whatever um which so i'm like i want to play also just for the sake of it you know playing instruments is fun i want to like get better at playing the keyboard to make that stuff feel a little more natural but this is like after years of going in by hand and making stuff worse by hand like after i've done it right like <laughs> making some notes come in at like a slightly wrong time or like adding a ghost note or, or, or like adding a, a slightly off. Pitch. Like I'll do that on per It's like, wow, that's a lot of work. Uh, I thought I was thinking about it. Cause like, you know, that's, that's like fun to do. I, I enjoy it. But I was, I was just realizing like, wow, I'm doing a lot of work to avoid just learning to play a keyboard. <laughs> so I should probably do that at some point. Well, it's probably like, wow. In the same way that like some of the big, like, wow youtubers that like review keystones and stuff will occasionally Mm -hmm. get like a submission from someone um that submits their like you know their plus 24 where they're clicking and the whole like idea is like don't (laughs) like stop that but also (laughs) like what's your excuse like this person can click and do this so come on Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I, I've put out a lot of music, uh, uh, mostly clicking through all the performances. So I guess it's fine. 
but uh i should learn it you know it just it just seems like a good skill to have anyway but uh but but i was thwarted by realizing that i do not actually have a real piano so i might take you up on that one day come and yeah come please and play. do yeah that'd be really fun then we can do we can do a little duet one day yeah for sure we could do I'll some brandenburg brandenburg or or i could find if there's a piano part for across the stars so i can do the bass part or something oh i have the piano part oh fuck okay all right <laughs> okay <laughs> okay this is coming together okay filing that one away we'll make that happen that'll be fun yeah oh god wait yeah. i have the higurashi theme too Ooh, wait which one the 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 tv theme or you uh i can't get it in my head right now that one yeah that one yeah you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, can play yeah. you yeah 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 that would be that would be fun that would be fun awesome okay I, project idea hey already brainstorming some ideas here although these are just for life <laughs> these aren't this is bonus content <laughs> This is life content. Yeah, it's bonus content for our life. Uh. It's enrichment. <laughs> enrichment for your podcasters. That's right. Um, speaking of WoW, did you see that Game Fuel's back? I have a little beverage update here. What is Game Fuel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. In in 2007, yeah, whenever Halo 3 came out, Mountain Dew released a, kind, a flavor of, of Mountain Dew called Game Fuel, and it was really, really good, and uh, it only existed for, like, a few months, and then they brought it back for World of Warcraft. Uh, I can't remember which expansion. It would have been, like, Pandaria, I guess? It would have been, like, 2010, 20, or, or was it Cataclysm? Uh, but now it's back again, and unfortunately, there's no zero version, so I have to, like, I'm buying one, you know, and, like, like savoring it, but it's really good. They should make a zero one, though. So is it soda? Yeah, it's just soda. Okay. It's not, like, it's literally just a flavor of Mountain Dew. It's not, like, it's not, like, an energy drink or anything. I was wondering if it was, like, Gatorade. Oh, sure. Like a G Fuel type thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's literally just a flavor of Mountain Dew that's like What does it taste like? What's the what's the secret flavoring in there? So the Halo one, which is the 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 original that's the one they've re-released here, is um they say a blast of citrus cherry. Oh, okay. Is, so they come right out yeah. and say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it didn't say that before. And I, I think I think people I it just you know what? It tastes like gaming to me. Uh, very strong memories of staying up too late playing Halo 3, drinking it type. That's the that's what it tastes like to me. Mm-hmm. Also, it's so sweet that I could barely make it through a can. So it's it's sort of like validating my decision to like switch, you know, just like to like only drink zero and water basically from now on. Because it's just like, oh, I can't believe I used to drink soda this much. It's a lot of right. soda. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very. It. It's it's good. I I but but just get like one, you know, like or like. Okay. I I can barely make it through one without getting a tummy ache. Um, sure. So, but it is that does taste really good. Yeah. Do you when you're playing violin when you're when you're in music mode? What do you do? You, do you need Gatorade or anything playing? Is because it's fairly physical, right? Hmm. Yeah, I guess it is. I do get a little a little thirsty. I've been drinking um these like ginger bubbly waters a lot because mm. it's just like um it's refreshing. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I've not tried the ginger one, but I do love ginger. I I love a ginger beer. Mm-hmm. Uh I love a Reeds or a or a Cock and Bull. Those are all pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Beverage beverage update. That's see, this is the kind of quality bonus content you can look forward to is 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 me rem- <laughs> us, us remembering beverages we've had and names of magic cards. That's right. We can just list them. We can just list them. Uh you go first. Uh Goblin Guide. Uh uh Lanowar Elves. Uh Lava Axe. Counterspell. Um Lord of Atlantis. You have an advantage because you are listing cards from your Merfolk deck, I think. Okay, right only now. only one. Lava Axe is not <laughs> in my Merfolk deck. <laughs> You're not splashing red for a little for a little lava axe. Neither is Goblin Guide. <laughs> um uh, I'm just trying to cover for the fact that I'm actually forgetting some now. Uh that's fine. Fucking, uh uh Mox Opal. 
Black Lotus. Okay, let's go. <laughs> the ultimate. <laughs> I guess I guess we should get to our reading for this week, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, let's do it. We read Catching Fire chapter 14 and 15. Uh, so I will jump right into chapter 14. Uh, Katniss is on her way to the Capitol on the Hunger Games train once again. She has a think about how last time she was going to try to win, but since she has vowed to protect Peta, she plans on this being her final goodbye to her family and friends. Katniss goes to dinner with Effie, Peta, and Hamish, but the mood is subdued and Katniss shuts down any attempt at any friendly conversation. They all watch videos of the reapings to see what opponents they'll face in the games. Um, everyone tries to go to sleep afterward, but Katniss wakes up from a nightmare and decides to uh, get up and have some more milk and finds Peta in the television room. They talk about watching some videos of previous games uh, and find one they haven't watched, Hamish's victory year. They feel weird about it, but justify watching it since it is the only other quell that they have footage of. During the reaping portion, Katniss sees her mom's friend, Maisily, being called. She is Madge's mom's sister, I think. Um, they watch the interviews. Hamish plays them pretty cool. He's arrogant, snarky, indifferent. The games begin, and it's the colorful map, but everything is deadly, even the beautiful wildlife. Uh, Maisel Lee gets a blow dart gun and teams up with Hamish. Hamish walks to the edge of the arena and discovers that it has a force field that bounces back any object that comes in contact with it. Uh, Maisel Lee and Hamish part ways, uh, but she is, luckily for him, killed by some unrelated birds. When it's down to Hamish and the final tribute, he lures her to the edge of the arena, dodges an axe that she throws at him, and then that axe hits the force field, bounces back, and chops her in the head, killing her. Hamish is victorious. After watching the video, Katniss has the revelation that they have been studying their competition, but have done little to study their own team. Hamish has caused the capital a lot of trouble, just like her, and together she has more confidence that they can come together to protect PETA in the games. Uh, chapter 15, Katniss has to get ready with her stylists before the big opening ceremony of the games. This time, though, her stylists are weepy and sad, having gotten attached to Katniss. Sinna dresses her up in a very cool glowing outfit that looks like fire and embers or whatever. Um, as Katniss is waiting around for the chariots, she meets Finnick, who is a very handsome former winner who is dressed like Aquaman and is eating, eating sugar cubes. He is a fan favorite winner of the Hunger Games, is very handsome, and has a reputation for keeping a lot of company, but not for long. Finnick propositions Katniss pretty boldly, which she turns down. He says some vague stuff about how he trades in secrets, and he'd like to know hers. Uh, Peta and Katniss get on the chariot, and Peta ribs her a bit for the conversation with Finnick. Uh, this time, during the ceremony, they act above it all, as Sinna has suggested. After the ceremony, Hamish is hanging out with the tributes of District 11, his old friends, one of which is his buddy named Chaff. The other tribute assures Katniss that Thresh and Rue's families are safe. As Peta and Katniss walk toward the elevators, they meet the tribute from District 7, Johanna. She is dressed as a tree and complains about it, proceeding to strip totally nude in the elevator ride and starts uh, some confident girl talk with Katniss. After she leaves, Peta explains to Katniss that both Finnick and Johanna were acting that way because of her, because she's so pure... The elevator opens and Hamish and Effie are there. Uh, then their Avox servants arrive to take care of them. To Katniss's shock, one of them is Darius, the good cop from the seam. That's the end of our chapters. My God. My God. Last week's chapters were stupid, negative. This week, I'm feeling <laughs> kind of stupid, positive? Question mark. Maybe. They're they're certainly energetic. Um, the 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 pace really picks up here with some real rapid fire, like kind of kind of like outrageous character moment stuff. Some truly bold, even for this book, uh, uh, like new science fiction elements coming out of nowhere. Some more just sort of like drama injection than we've gotten in a while. Like just all of a sudden a lot is happening after sort of a sleepy, uh, a few chapters previously. Yeah. Wow. We, I feel like the best way to tackle these ones might just be sort of like popcorning through different subjects. Cause, th cause the through line here is pretty simple. She's on a train and then she goes to meet her stylist. That's kind of it. That's all that like happens really. But it's full of details and, and like 
character conversations and stuff. So maybe we just sort of like hop around and, and, and cover as much as we can. Yeah. I mean, the thing with chapter 14 is that it's really just a play by play of Hamish's Hunger Games. Yes, that's the most important part there. Um, and just again, similar to the uh, 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 the the um, the District Eight Rebellion play by play, it's another one where I really wish we maybe had gotten like a Hamish flashback or something. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I love the map that they made for this Hunger Games. So yeah, it's got like there's like. It's they're they're in like a Doctor Who map is sort of the vibe (laughs) I was getting. It's got like colorful grass and there's like beautiful swirly fruit and there's like pink score. There's also like like a killer killer squirrels and shit. It's just it's it's so absurd. It's it's you know we we were losing our minds at the at the werewolves in the last book, but it turns out that like that I guess werewolves was fairly tame for the capital. Yeah, whatever. They've got they've got killer squirrels and like the birds from Donkey Kong Country that like swoop down and, and try to bite you. Um, they've got uh, uh, swirly trees and gumdrop forests that kill you. Just just I, I I was I was taken totally aback by all this stuff. I had no idea that this was in the Hunger Games. It it just reminds me of a beautiful level in a video game that's very dangerous. Yeah, it it really does feel video gamey. I mean, the like and not just in the sense that like, oh, you know, it's it's wacky or whatever. But it it does make me wonder if this is like because because we we know, of course, Hunger Games is the reality TV inspired satire. But I have to wonder if this is like, was she watching her kid play like cameo on the Xbox 360 or something before she? (laughs) Because because it's specifically for me, not only the like, oh, there's all these cute animals, but they're like enemies or whatever, which is very, very like, you know, just like like number one observation, someone who doesn't play games notices. But also the the whole thing, the setup with the throwing axe and the out of bounds area and stuff feels so much like she watched someone like do a glitch or something. Right. Like. Right. Either played a game and experienced a glitch or like like, you know, heard her kids, you know, talking about how someone was glitching out of bounds in Halo or I don't know. But like, it's it's just so it has such a specific feel to it that that really surprised me. Um, It reminds me of in um, Star Fox 64 when you're like fighting in the (laughs) like you're fighting Star Wolf. And so you're not on rails, you're just mm-hmm. in like an arena and then you hit the out of bounds and it like turns your your uh, spaceship around. Yeah, yeah. Or like when, when so before I realized it was literally bouncing stuff out of it, I had an even more surreal picture of it because because when, when Hamish is testing this, he, you know, he, he climbs to the edge of the arena, he finds the force field and you know, he finds like the, the edge of the map or whatever. And he like kicks a pebble off of it and it flies back. And then he throws like a bigger rock off and it lands back. And the way that it's described had me picturing much more like going off the side of the screen in Pac-Man and looping around to the other side. Oh, yeah. Are those weird levels in Mario 3? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where, where, yeah, where you have to navigate to the edge of the screen and come back out the other end. Right. Mm hmm. As opposed to the way it, it 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 it's finally explained, which is that the thing is being bounced back, I guess, with like equal equal force than it was thrown into the force field. I uh, I, I I was I you know I, I <laughs> the axe thing. I, I I think it's worth it for the axe thing for it to be the force field like bouncing it back <laughs> because it was fucking awesome and cool, and I hope that that happens in the movie, but. Yeah, I, I was just reading this whole thing going like, this is weird. This is like this This is like a a like, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a 2000s, 90s platformer, but but a little twisted and it's got some glitches in it. Right. It's very, very odd. Yeah, it is very odd because there's not really a reality show that this matches like like like, of course, the overall structure of the Hunger Games feels very much like a survivor type thing. 
but like nobody in survivor as far as i know i guess i've not watched much survivor nobody has glitched out of bounds in survivor you know <laughs> maybe they have if anyone if anyone has any examples of people like clipping through the floor or something and in, in survivor do let me know but th- this just feels like it's it's taking inspiration from a totally different thing um which was very, just very, very odd to me. And, and the, the, the tone of it with these like killer, killer cutesy creatures was so odd and so strange. And it, uh, was honestly a little exciting because it, it, you know, if, if the, if the Hunger Games can be this weird, I'm really looking forward. To, I, 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 I may be looking forward to the quell scenes a bit more than I was previously, where I was just like, Oh God, she's going to be in a cave again for half the book. Yeah, I'm hoping that the uh, quell that Katniss is in is as interesting and thematic as Hamish's that we got for one chapter. Yeah, it would be fun if the if if the book lampshades this, you know, because because what an outrageous difference between the one they just watched on the TV here and the one that we read in the previous book. It would be very funny if we got some stray dialogue in the Capitol. It's like, yeah, God, the seventy fourth Hunger Games sucked ass. It was so boring. It was just. <laughs> It's just fireballs, and I guess it had werewolves at the end, but they were there for like five minutes. Yeah, someone was like, "Where are the?" You can tell, you know, so someone doing like one of those those YouTube content videos. You can tell that the seventy fourth Hunger Games map was originally supposed to be haunted house themed because <laughs> there's where there were werewolves at the end, but clearly Seneca Crane, you know, cut all the cut all of the cool ghouls and ghosts and stuff out uh and so we're just left with one of the worst you know worst hunger games ever it only has like a 78 on metacritic it's dog shit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i i i will i will happily read another hunger games if it's fucking weird um that that's that's exciting uh if we're getting some some goofy shit i'm i'm looking forward to it and and it seems like we might just judging from like the cast of characters that has been added here. Yeah, All Stars is uh looking good so far. We've got a guy, we've got a guy who has a bit. Like he he's Aquaman and he like throws a trident and like built a net and stuff. That's kind of weird. That's a little extreme. <laughs> That's super weird. <laughs> Fennec O'Dare. I've I, I've heard this character's name before. I I, I knew nothing about him, but I, I at least I think just maybe through like being online. Uh, I, I'm sure that like I saw like Hunger Games fandom posts getting reblogged on Tumblr or something. Cause I, I knew, I knew that name, but like this guy, even if he is the most stock ladies man character possible, did you feel kind of like re- rejuvenated and refreshed reading like a character who is like capital A, capital C, a character for in the Hunger Games? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because like you know, we think about Cato or 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 Glimmer or any of those characters. They, they were, yeah, like they were nothing. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a guy who throws a trident and is like kind of a kind of a sleaze bag. I'm like, okay, these we've got a guy here. We've got a guy. This is exciting. Yeah. I don't really understand the sugar cubes bit. That one didn't. <laughs> that one didn't really it for me but it's some of the most awkward like introduce a sexy guy bit of all time yeah do you have that do you have the do you have that highlighted anywhere it's so good it- want a sugar cube he says offering his hand which is piled high they're supposed to be for the horses but who cares they've got years to eat sugar whereas you and i well if we see something sweet we better grab it quick <laughs> I love that because the thing is, is like, I get the kind of scene that's being written here. You know, it's like, the, the, you know, James Bond walks up to the bar and makes a dr- makes a comment about whatever drink the, the femme fatale is dr- you know, sipping on or whatever. But the thing is, is that he's got the sugar cube. He's not saying anything cool about a thing she's doing. He, j- he just walked over and commented <laughs> on his thing. Can you fucking imagine if James Bond was at like a horse race? And he came over to the Bond girl and was like, hey. Do you want one of these sugar cubes? Do, do you want the one of these sh- Do you want one of these sugar cubes? They're for the horses. 
Well, you and I, we see something sweet. We've got a, we've got a shuck on it. We've got a shuck on the sweet thing. Because we're going to die otherwise. <laughs> He's not, like, flirting with her. He's just sort of, like, talking about how awesome he is. Which, I mean, like, that's a strat, I guess. But Yeah, and he's also, like, mostly nude. The, that's the other thing is that he's 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 wearing what's described as like it's just like a golden piece of fabric covering his his nuts is kind of what the, like that's it <laughs> it's like half the borat swimsuit is sort of like the the vibe i had from it it's very it's not very flattering i guess i guess i if i like have to you know if i imagine him as like a cool aquaman type guy that's that's something I could I could sort of picture that in my mind's eye. But it, like if I picture Aquaman uh, walking over to me and being like, I, I'm sucking on this sugar cube. <laughs> Do you want one? I just I kind of the whole the whole fantasy kind of flies out the window. Yeah, a little bit. Did you know that Jason Momoa was at our at like the QFC near us not too yes, long ago? Yes, I did. I did know that because I saw a bunch of pictures of people on facebook next door somewhere with him at the qfc and being like oh you didn't he didn't chat with me for very long yeah i can't imagine why (laughs) 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 yeah he he was there promoting like vodka or something yeah his vodka and i assume that like it like you know obviously for one thing it you know i'm sure celebrities don't want to talk to people that long even if they are there to like promote stuff but like i have to imagine because like the actor strike was still going on so he literally couldn't i think talk about anything basically anything that anyone would say to him yeah just the vodka like literally just the vodka it's like you, you imagine going to like me you know if you are a fan of a celebrity and they're like doing a thing and you're like, oh, I want to go. Oh, I love Aquaman, or I like. Oh, I love, I love Game of Thrones. I love, I love Cal Drogo, or whatever. I love Fast and Furious. I love he's in Fast and Furious. And you're like, I, I, <laughs> I can't wait to go meet him. And he like literally can't. He literally can't say anything. Like, like <laughs> legally. So, so he's all he can say is like, I, I like, I like the taste of the vodka that I made. I think it's quite a good vodka. Like that's that's horrible. That would be such a sad experience. I think it would be really weird. <laughs> I, I would be so, I would be so crushed to like meet my hero and like only be able to say like, I, I like this th- thing that your photos on. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's really funny to me. Should have gone and got photos with him. I was really considering it because, but the thing is, it was also like it was at nine thirty a.m. on a Monday. Oh yeah, I couldn't have made it. Which, like, I, I, like, I guess I could have, but also I just, I, I, I wanted. I was just imagining like, who's going to that? Everyone's at work, surely. I don't know. I this is or or like, are you taking a day off to go not talk to Jason Momoa about Aquaman? I mean, there are like there is like a celeb that like I would make it happen, right? So maybe yeah. maybe he is that to someone else. Who who is the celeb you would go do that for? Tom Felton. Oh my God! Absolutely. Like, duh. If it was yeah. Tom Felton, we would be there in like a second, like street cast photo op, <laughs> face reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're totally right. Yes. If 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 he was promoting. Uh, I think he's promoting like Shapeify phone cases at the moment. Is his is his <laughs> thing? If he was if he was showing off some phone cases at a at like a Best Buy near us, I would I would drive us to that instantaneously. We would we would be going, and the strike's over, so we could talk to him about uh, Harry Potter. But I wouldn't really want we to. We would not. Want, nope. We talked about those talk- damn phone cases. <laughs> We'll talk about those fucking phone cases and and also his cameo. Yes, very true. <laughs> anyway, sorry to get us way off track there. Uh, Finnick O'Dare, new guy. We got a new guy here. We got a sexy new guy. Uh, uh, I, I, I like like uh, he is obviously sub- supposed to be a little ridiculous, which which makes this stuff work quite well. And I like Katniss's uh, sort of cool uh, reactions to him. The, uh, the, the, she's got some like really good jokes this chapter, uh, or bo- in both of these, really. Like, uh, 
I like her crack about um, wanting to borrow his outfit. I like the bit about um, hugging PETA before he can ask her to do push-ups or whatever. Um, there's some fun. She's she's sort of back on her like really snarky bullshit again in these ones, mm-hmm. which is really fun. But uh, I, I I appreciated her sort of like muted response to this weird sugar cube sucking guy. Uh, very funny. And PETA also was not weird about it, which I think made it, which some boyfriend points for him, maybe. Yes. Um, Although his explanation at the end of to as to why, why Finnick and Johanna were treating her that way as her being pure made no sense to me whatsoever. I super do not get that. What is he talking about? I, I did. I straight up do not get that at all. Yeah. It's similar, I guess, to the um, the the chapter we were discussing where it was like the characters kept on having to say what each other's character traits were to make the scene work. All the all the like who's going to sacrifice themselves for who stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess she has sort of acted a little bewildered at like everyone else's like romantic advances to her. Mm-hmm. So is that what it means? Because Finnick is in that scene uh kind of being just he's like he's he's doing is here's the kind of character i am bit he's a big you know outrageous kind of kind of one-dimensional fun character and i like that and i feel like that scene is less good or like makes less sense if it's him trying to do mind games to her right Mm-hmm. I think I prefer the version vastly where he is just a stupid oafish guy who's trying to hit on her. Right. And, and like, I guess the goal is to what? Embarrass her? I just there's there's a whole I have a whole list of questions where if 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 PETA is right in his assessment here, I don't quite understand what that means for the book or for her as a character. I just don't get that from her. Like his assessment doesn't make any sense to me. She's killed like three people or more. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't be pure after that, but I'm like, I don't know if she strikes me as like particularly innocent or like like she's pure in that these outrageous people can get a rise out of her easily. Even if you've only seen her Hunger Games persona you know you've been watching her games you've been you know she's a victor you've seen her interviews where they kind of played up her her like fashion sense and stuff in the dresses is that she literally killed like four people crazy style with a bow so yeah hell yeah so i i don't get it's not if if this was her first time like if this had happened this almost feels like a plot line that, that was like oh fuck i should have put this in the first book type thing when nobody knew what she was capable of, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz otherwise it's like, well you've seen you know that she's not like out of her depth here and you know that she's not uh a, a, like a, a a sort of like uh a pure angel or whatever. She's fucking she stabbed the guy with an arrow. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I have to read it really literally in that PETA specifically brings up um, how she was like shy when he had to like get naked because he was like his leg was going to explode from infection or whatever and how she didn't want to see him nude. Yeah. Um, So I guess but I think where I run into like a problem is that I think that that was really out of character for her in the first place, like in such a bizarre bizarre reaction that felt like it wasn't her that this seems to be like referencing back to that just doesn't ring true to me yeah yes i i think that's a a a good point is that this was i guess a characterization of her in the first book but neither of us liked it or kind of even bought it really Mm -hmm. yeah i guess i guess that was kind of in in there as as her uh even then i bought that as like part of her oh well she has a crush on this guy so it's it's awkward being around him naked even if he's like you know on he has five hp and his bones sticking out of his leg right like it's uh not that she's like personally like a like kind of pure to it's just just a i i don't know i I don't i don't love that i want to know if i'm like completely out of pocket thinking that literally no one would worry about nudity in the in that circumstance, like I just straight up cannot like I'm I would be shy 
seeing a random person nude, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it was because I needed to take their pants off to la like lance a like <laughs> like horrible infection that was going to like kill them, that would be the last thing on my mind. I just don't think I buy that for Katniss for like a second. For Katniss, who actually does do that, like on the uh, like, it sounds like I mean, her mother did that like on the daily, right? And I she mean, that's like, the whole thing, though, is right because they're like, oh, but Katniss was always shy about the healing, even though she would go hunt. But Prim is good at healing and doesn't like to hunt. Is that mm. that like weird tension they're trying to, yeah, create? As someone who has never participated in a Hunger game and and will never, God willing, <laughs> um, I yeah, I there's definitely social situations where it's like, oh, it'd be kind of awkward if like a naked person walked in. But like if if they're dying and I have to help them, I'm not going like, uh oh, what what if I get horny? Not really a problem. <laughs> I don't like. I sure, I just, I sure feel like it's trying to make a distinction between girl gore and boy gore. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> Gendered gore in the Hunger Games. Prim and, and Katniss's mom are good at dealing with the girl gore, but uh, Katniss is good at, good at dealing with the boy gore. Yeah, she's good at landing headshots and going like, "Damn, I'm awesome," but but she's not good at the at the healing healing the wounds. That's a really good observation. <laughs> that is interesting. It's just a ridiculous scene too. like I, I like just outrageous, purely like like even more so than Fennec. It's like this is this is such a villain introducing their thing moment that I mm -hmm. like it's it's so hard to believe. And her thing also and her thing, just like the sugar cube bit, which is insane and, and weird and like not really uh, not really him actually showcasing how how good of a flirt he is if he has to have the sugar cube uh, at first. The thing with her is is she's going like, damn, I, I bet I can really I bet I can really mind fuck this this opponent of mine. I know I'm going to strip off in the elevator. Uh, Katniss isn't the one who looks stupid in this situation, I've got to say. <laughs> I have to take off my tree costume and become completely nude. I, I, I don't know. Like, again, if I was in this situation, I guess my, my first question would be, why are you doing that? What are you doing? And then at a certain point, I'd have to just be like, okay, well, this is their problem, not mine. Like, like just a very odd uh, series of events that, that PETA is going like, oh, I know what these two are up to. They're, they're, they're trying to mess with you. And it's like, are they succeeding? Is that like a good plan of theirs? Once again, PETA acting very like above it all. Yeah. When instead he should be more like, hey, what is wrong with these people? Paternal PETA. He gets on his shit every now and then. Yeah. And and it sucks and he's annoying. He he does. It, it's so frustrating. Every now and then I'll get a scene with him where I'm like, oh, he's really, you know, deep down he really is sweet or whatever. I think that the most mature thing he says in these chapters is when Katniss can't sleep and she comes into the TV room and he's like, oh, want to talk about it? Like, that's sweet. That's nice. That's not him just, like, dispensing fatherly wisdom to her, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, whenever he gets on his, like, oh, you you don't know type shit, I'm like, go to hell. I hate this guy. Yeah, it really reminds me of, like, a kid going to, like, their parent and being like, I'm I'm being bullied. And then the parent is like, they're just trying to get a rise out of you. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Screw you. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they, Peta, Peta's characterization is still kind of all over the place. And I think it, it, it's funny because this these chapters are at least a ton of fun. We get like everything we love out of the Hunger Games in here. I, you know, I, I love I love uh, I love Katniss being being catty and, and, and kind of sarcastic. I love uh, uh, the bizarre Hunger Games action content in Hamish's video. I love whenever they're doing the um, the ceremony stuff and getting into weird outfits. All that stuff is great. Love getting some new weird characters. But are are you like me? Are you having a hard time holding in your head that their plan is sacrificing everything for PETA? Oh, I hate it. 
I it, don't like him that much. Yeah, I just I just don't feel that strongly about him. I like I want I I want Katniss to win. I have to say once again, if if we can like if we if we can maybe shuffle Pete out the door in this Hunger Game situation, that would be great. If you could just 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 I don't know, he could die in a cool way and and motivate her. That'd be something. But I I'm not bought in on on this grand plan of 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 sacrificing everything for his his annoying ass. Yeah, I'm kind of torn because it's like on the one hand, I think a story does pretty good when the main character knows what they want and is like motivated to get what it is. So I think mm-hmm. like in that way it succeeds because Katniss has a clear plan. Um, on the other hand, I want Katniss to win and I don't really care what happens to PETA. So that doesn't really work. Um, and I would like the whole thing more if they had a different motivation even if it was like escape the Hunger Games arena. And in this case, like Hamish has some intel about what's on the edge of the Hunger Games arena. So I would love if it was like, let's get let's get out. Yeah, I do wonder if that's where that stuff's leading. That would be my hope. It, it, Hamish spending so much time at the edge of the map, I just have to imagine is like a, a clue or like a a hint maybe of like where where they're going to go in this one. I I would love an extra wrinkle to the Hunger Game like that that isn't just trying to win and trying to protect Peta. I I would love if they went on like an adventure to the edge of the map and tried to escape or they found some mechanic that they could exploit to do so I like like that I'm I'm at least really looking forward to. It's weird. I I I'm I'm this time this this book so far I'm so much more interested in the world than the story whereas previously in the first book I was like I think that the story is pretty good when it's not being bogged down by like weird sci-fi bullshit that I don't really think fits. Mm-hmm. And like I do for the most part in in these in the chapters we've read of this book so far I've had a lot of those like feelings of like well this these world building elements and these and these action sequences just don't really feel like they fit but this I think is this is like the most promising it's been where I'm like oh if we're getting like a crazy hunger game where there's like I don't know like killer animals and 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 game mechanics and weird larger than life characters for Katniss to fight then I'm at least on board for like the play by play right mm-hmm. a lot more than I've been previously I think there's going to be something weird and my prediction right now is that I think that um Suzanne Collins can't um kill off characters that she's invested with like in mm-hmm. at all. And so I don't think that Finnick or Johanna are going to die is, oh, is my like big okay. prediction here. Cause otherwise she wouldn't like make them characters. Um, so I think something is going to happen. That's going to disrupt and end the games before they actually like kill off all the characters. I could see that. That's a pretty interesting poll. I, I, that does remind me, did you catch in the Hamish tape that once again, the, the, the book avoided having a character we like do something bad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, and yeah, like the <laughs> I laughed out loud at the part where it was like him and the and Madge's mom's sister like were like, OK, well, it's got to be one of us. Let's part ways. Uh, she died from from some birds or something in the woods. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I was like, no way. No way. This is like the third character who is like been put in the impossible situation of of like needing to do something horrible to survive or win and 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 being rewarded for not choosing it like like so it's so funny it's so goofy because like that is the entire point of the metaphor of the hunger games it's wild this this whole series has completely defied my expectations in that i thought that those sorts of like horrible moral crises was going to be the entire point i thought that was gonna be the whole thing yeah because that's that's the fucking that's the metaphor that's the oh this is what this is you know this is what society does you know we're we're all in this in this capitalist rat race and to to get ahead you have to kill you know kill your peers you have to you have to win you have to fight you have to kill you have to to make the hard decisions and like you know that's that that's just that's just fucking how it is and it sucks but you got to do it or or you die but no it's 
yeah, that is how things are. But if you are a main character and you and you kind of like wuss out of making a hard decision, don't worry. The story will swoop in and make the hard choice for you and you you will get off scot-free. It is crazy to me. I the axe bouncing off of the force field and catching the thrower in the head is so fucking funny. Yeah, God, yeah. So not only not only does he not uh, uh, kill his partner that he teamed up with, uh, he doesn't kill Madge's Madge's relative. He doesn't even deliver the finishing blow on his opponent to win. He just like re, you know he does the like uh, the drunken master redirect the redirect the force of the attack thing back at her and like just no one's hands are dirty. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if anything, the like thrower is punished for trying to survive which is i mean that's something i suppose yeah it's very odd i was convinced that that was what the the whole because they were there's all this stuff about how like you know oh it feels wrong to watch Hamish's tape you know it's like oh what are we gonna find out what if we find out something really unpleasant and they even do they even have the like him walking in and discovering them watching it but like it it's not him doing anything that that horrific really you know if it was just like you know don't watch that i'm not proud of that i like killed a friend that i had to you know that i partnered up with it's like no he 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 found the edge of the map he stood there for for like five days and like threw rocks off of the edge and figured out the thing and then birds killed his his teammate i guess it's very very weird i i will say that there is a part in here where he kills two people with a knife, but it is literally like a self-defense kill. Yeah. And they're and also it like, a, it is the careers. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, and it's just like a weird throwaway line too. It's not like part of the action. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's very much a like, well, this is, this, this is sort of like faceless action characters, right? These are not, yes. These are not people who matter to the story. This is, uh, you know, it's not it's it's not a particularly tough call, really, in the, in the realm of the story. It's it's just very I'm so fascinated by writing a book that is it is so explicitly about this very obvious metaphor and then like getting gun shy about making the characters do some uncomfortable things every time. It's really fascinating. It's like it's shockingly toothless whenever it gets to a point like this. It's very weird. I think that um, it would be such a slam dunk to have Hamish kill um, Madge's mom's sister. Yeah. Um, Like it's, it's so perfect, right? Like it is personal enough that I would understand how heart wrenching that would be and how like, traumatic to Hamish and how that would ruin his life and how it would impact like the people that he is forced to be around, how it's impacted Katniss's friends, Madge's life, Mm -hmm. Katniss's mom's life. Like the, the consequences kind of ricochet out from that decision. Also, we don't know her, so we don't care very much. So it seems (laughs) like the like easiest, like win. Yeah thing to have him do and it it didn't she got killed by birds it would also like create some tension between katniss and haymitch in this critical moment where they need to have some solidarity with each other right like Mm -hmm. if they're doing this plan if 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 he's going to be the mentor again and they're gonna they're gonna like uh, uh uh get through the hunger games and save PETA, their stupid plan like like Yes, for the love of God, have there be some friction between them renewed by Katniss watching this tape and going like, oh, my God, this guy like (laughs) this guy 360 no scoped my mom's best friend or whatever. Right. Like, no wonder this guy is such a wreck at home. And also, I hate hate him now. Right. Like, that's free drama. I don't get why that didn't happen. Do you do you think there was a version of this where it did like straight up the same thing happens, mm-hmm. except the final person is Katniss's mom's friend, Maisie Lee, 
Um, but Maisley is the one that throws the axe and it kills and it kills her. Oh, I could see that. And and Hamish is sort of like held on to that as like, well, I didn't do it kind of a thing. Right. And right. it's like he's right. convinced himself, you know, he's like, you know, clearly torn up about it. He's destroyed his life with 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 uh, with guilt and drink and stuff. But like he like the th- the thread holding him to to his life is like, well, she threw the axe. Right. Yeah. She was going to kill me. But like, why back off from that? Why make it into this version that is so clearly worse than that? Yeah, it's very strange. I, I don't I I, I I was so surprised when I got to that. And I, I'm so surprised that it's not only is it, it just another like disappointing decision about like not letting any of these characters on the on the, um you know, on our team, on the, on the good guy side, like like have done anything really bad. But it's like it's also the exact same setup as the as the complaint I had about the first Hunger Games where like like I, I went through this with with the, the Katniss and Rue situation and, 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 and whatnot, where it's just like this. You you can see what the what the story is building up to and then having to pivot away from it the last second to avoid making Katniss do something horrible or Hamish do something horrible, which you know, normally I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, it's a fucking it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's book. Who cares? It's it's of course, it's not going to be as as uncompromisingly dark or, or unflinchingly uh, uh, dedicated to, to showing you, you know, the, the consequences of violence as, as, as anything else. But also that's the reputation the Hunger Games does have. Right. And is also clearly trying to cultivate here by being, you know, it's everything is unflinching and 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 gory and 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 sensational and and human humanly terrible until it isn't and the, and like a deus ex machina swoops in to make sure that nobody's too evil right it's just like really frustrating it's like for the love of god i wish these characters sucked more really i just don't even think that that like having it be Katniss's mom's friend would even impact us that much. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck Hamish, it's over mm-hmm. for this guy. What if it had been Katniss's dad? And it was like, you know, oh, he didn't really die in the mines. It was just right. like, a, I don't know. It's just any anything to make it personal. Make it hurt. You gotta make it hurt. If you're writing a story and you need some drama, and 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 you're tr- also, if you're especially if you are trying to make, like, a metaphor about how bad society treats people you got to make the story fucking hurt nothing in this book hurts it's really weird it's really weird how how just kind of safe it is underneath all of the like uh, veneer of of uh of 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 darkness over the top of it. I, it's it's frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Very bizarre decision that I I was I was upset by. Um what did you think of the ceremony? I think that's kind of the last big thing here. I couldn't picture their outfits at all. Yeah, it's like a black jumpsuit with LEDs on it. It's sort of the vibe I was getting. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, yeah, it it it's it doesn't seem quite as impressive as like the real fire on the last one or the excuse me, the synthetic fire on the last one. Um Yeah. Um, she's got like a, like a twisted burnt crown. That's kind of cool. But yeah, the, the jumpsuits, I, I think Cinephone this one in a little bit. Yeah. Well, she, he, he's been working on her like homework this entire time. So maybe he didn't have as much time uh, to work on her outfits. That is really, that is true. I did actually really like the bit when, when the naked girl was going like, Oh, Cinna, I wish he was my designer. And Katniss had to like pull for a like to think of a fabric and was like, oh, yeah, he's really good with uh, velvet or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I maybe, you know, he, I assume he's busy being secretly evil. That's my prediction still. Yeah. He's he's like reporting all of her actions to Snow or something. I don't know. I don't I don't trust him. I'm still not trusting Cinna. Mm mm. Super duper, super duper not trusting that guy. Um, I don't know. Just, 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 I don't know. What's he, he's always there. He's always there with a comforting world. He knows a little bit too much about Katniss's suffering. He's, you know, they talk on the phone. They talk on the phone in this society, in this world. <laughs> you know, he like he's probably he's right. He's writing those conversations down or letting, letting the capital wire tap it. That's my prediction. I, I, 
don't I don't trust this guy. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> oh, um, anything else? Anything else here? It just really was a big old like like kind of cornucopia of, of weird little bits with with not much of a of a solid through line here. Yeah, no, I think we touched on everything. All right. Uh, do you want to open a couple packs before we go? Yes, please. OK, I will be right back. I got to get my packs again. Got to get a second ago. All right, let's see. I'm limiting limiting us to three here, and uh, I, I need to tally up. But I think we're close to having everything, and then I will I will think of a new new third segment because uh, these <laughs> these are killing me. Uh, these these packs. Okay. Uh, Thresh, Katniss Everdeen. Oh, hey, we have the checklist card. Okay, I lost my last one, but I will put this to the side, and we can tally up maybe next episode. Uh, whether or not we have everything. Um, and then we have three Katniss Everdeen scene cards. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Um, I, uh, I will say I like looking at these cards right now because, uh, our, the, 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 the Hamish chapter, this, this reading with all the crazy pink squirrels and, and evil trees and whatnot, feels so incomprehensible to square with what the movies look like, according to these cards. Mm-hmm. Like, do do we see that? Do they change that? I hope they didn't change that. Okay, pack number two, we have a Hamish Abernathy. We have a Kato. We have another cat. Oh, the same Katniss Everdeen three scene cards as before. But we do have something very special. Mm. The son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen, <laughs> the female District 12 tribute. PETA confesses his love for Katniss before the games, which may or may not be strategy. That's right. And now, final pack. What do we got? Katniss and Gale. A Mrs. Everdeen character card. Uh, Mrs. Everdeen is a healer by trade and the mother of Katniss and Prim. After her husband died in a mine collapse. Again, not true. Explosion. She never fully recovered. Uh, Thresh. Katniss Everdeen. Uh, oh, Katniss Everdeen character card, which actually I don't believe we had previously. Katniss Everdeen is the protagonist of the Hunger Games. After her sister Prim was chosen to participate in the 74th Hunger Games, Katniss volunteered to take her place as the female tribute from District 12. Okay, there we go. Uh, and then an Effie. Oh, it's an Effie. Oh, fuck. It's not a character card, though. It's just a it's just a scene card. But we do have the Effie trinket scene card now. Didn't we learn that there wasn't an Effie character card? Uh, let me double check the checklist right here. I've got it. Uh, character cards. Katniss, Peta, Gale, Cinna. Oh, we don't have a Cinna. We don't have Cinna character card, I don't think. Wow, really? Yeah. Hamish, Marvel, Caesar, Cato, Rue, Snow, Clove, Primrose, Glimmer, Seneca Crane. Yes, there. So we have all, I think we have all of them except Cinna. And there is no Effie. Huh. Why we, no Effie? There's not that many characters. It's really not that many characters. Yeah, no, we have an Effie. We do have an Effie scene card now, which I think we were still waiting on. And, oh, you're going to love it. You're not going to believe the last card in this pack. Hmm. Can you guess? Can you guess? Is it PETA? The son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen, the female District 12 tribute. PETA confesses his love for Katniss before the game, which may or may not be strategy. That's right. Woo! Still not really clear on that. (laughs) All right. Shall we take it at the close? Yeah. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, what will we be reading next time? We will be reading chapters 16 and 17. All right. Well, uh, we have a lot to look forward to there. Hopefully some more crazy new characters or some new game mechanics. And uh, until then, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger Games. There's a lady there, makes ocean rolls seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.